Hey guys, welcome to Ceylon Sports. My name is Kennedy. My Twitter handle is KennedyCurly44. You can follow me on Twitter at KennedyCurly44, C-U-R-L-E-Y. I'm Hayden Klinkhammer. You can follow me at that boy Klink, capital T, capital B, capital K. Ian Sellers, baby. I'm back to make a fool of Hayden. <laughs> Ian, I guess, what is it? I Sellers 37. I'm used to, uh, I'm used to Kennedy yeah. doing my Twitter. And you know what? Hold on, hold on, hold on. We have a guest today. Oh yes. Uh, another friend of ours. He is a, a native of Ohio. Um, mm. Eric, welcome to Sea Lunch Sports, where we will talk about your team. We'll talk about NBA. Mm -hmm. We'll talk about you know some college football here. Mm. But we're glad to have you on this show. Go ahead and share your Twitter handle if you want people to follow you and talk trash about Hayden. <laughs> yeah, thanks. I mean, it's good to be on here finally. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Eric underscore Diaz. And uh, it's a little unique. It's uh, E-R-I-Q underscore D-I-A-Z. Okay, Q. All right, Q. Yeah, last, Twitter, last Twitter shout out. Uh, you can follow our C Lunch Sports page at Lunch Sports. Give us a follow. Give us all a follow. We actually have a lot of fun sports conversations on Twitter. So if you like this podcast, you're going to like our Twitter handles. Uh, Hayden just shouted me out yesterday for getting my pickums wrong last week i did all of i that. i absolutely he's absolutely right maybe a little excessive but if you oh, like that type yeah. of stuff Very go excessive. ahead go ahead and and, oh. and follow it it's it's probably fun as a fan how do, or a follower of some sort. yeah hey and you know if you want someone to argue with about sports hayden will argue with you yeah it's not yeah, hard to will, get him going and it, he will generalize your entire fan base too well, he will generalize your entire fan we base. Also, we also just before the podcast had Ian Sellers say that his offensive line is a better quarterback than the Hall of Famer. So, you know. Again, I was, I, I Hayden, mean, I Hayden. was watching, for, I was watching Travis Frederick and Doug Martin out there throwing bombs. I mean, I've See, never this seen is, Drew Brees do that. This is how easy it is to trigger Hayden See, with. Uh, this is exactly what I have to deal with. Oh, this is exactly what you have to deal with? This is what you have to deal with? No, 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 no. You don't get people calling you out on Twitter for one week of calling something right. I call things right my, yeah, and, and my week. teams are My you teams are right bad. Every my teams week, are Kennedy. bad. Oh, Kennedy gets it right every week. First of all, your teams are bad because you're a bandwagon. But what? Of all, wait, 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 what? <laughs> Hold on now. Welcome to c Sports, Eric. Refer oh, <laughs> oh, my God. All right. All right. All right. Well, okay. we can talk about this hey, later. I don't remember who it is. It may be Eric, but someone's got their, their names. Hmm. Your name saved in their phone is Bandwagon Clinkhammer. That may be Eric. <laughs> I don't know if I'm right or not. Uh, no, I got Hayden. Oh, okay. Somebody's Eric, Bandwagon Clinkhammer. Eric, I I, Eric and I were good buddies for quite a few years, actually. Yeah, Eric and probably I, still I thought you were... When my boyfriend uh, played for the, the Cavs. Uh -huh. <laughs> yes. Yes, your boyfriend, then he uh, up and left. Twice, actually. Yeah. Yeah, it's all, it's all right. I, I get <laughs> Let's go ahead and start our first topic. Mm. So, Eric, I mentioned, is a native of Ohio. On Twitter, we talked about uh, Baker Mayfield, and the Browns right now, what are they, two and six? Yeah, two, they're I think two and six. Two and six. So, at one yep. point in the season, actually before the season, the Browns were the fifth favorite to win the Super Bowl. They're two and six now. It's not looking very good, and we all we're going to kind of winning their division. By the way, yeah, we all did. We mm -hmm. all did, and we 
honestly, at this point, we're probably all wrong. Uh, as a matter of fact, Most somehow of the Steelers are four and four. Yeah, that's. And I just yeah. kind of thought that the Steelers were trash, but you know they they're four and four. They still are trash, but anyway. So we're gonna do a little bit of the blame game here and talk maybe about Baker or whoever whoever else maybe deserves some blame. But uh, Eric, I think that it would be appropriate to start with you because oh, yes. you probably are a little more knowledgeable about the Browns than anybody else here. So just talk about the Browns and why this is happening. I mean, it's a snowball effect of why this is happening. Um, Pretty much, I, I got to say, it's I, I can't really say it's a culture thing anymore after they got uh, John Dorsey in there. John Dorsey's made some good calls. Uh, the Nixons that came on have been pretty spot on with, I mean, Chubb, Ward, Greedy Williams. I mean, those have been pretty spot on. Um, I think a lot of the struggles coming this year are from Baker. Uh, I think he – and – I'll be the first to admit that I was on the whole – I got on the hype train whenever the uh, season came out, um, you know, and I thought Baker – he showed potential last season. I mean, he showed that he had something in him that was different from what we've had. You know, it was hope. I mean, yeah, I claimed, you know, Super Bowl, blah, 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 just talking, you know, just, just talking. I, I knew Super Bowl wasn't realistic, but things have just spiraled down. Um and honestly, I think I mean, okay. So my number one reason why it's gone so bad is I'm gonna put Baker up there. But then number two, I'm gonna go ahead and throw Freddie Freddie Kitchens in there. That's very close, close uh one and two. Um, hang, on, hang on, real quick, real quick. Yeah. I just have to say it hurts yeah, yeah. me very much because I actually thought that I would have some support on this Baker issue, but. It sounds like it's about to be three on one, so this will be fun. Hey, uh, hey, you know, I'm I'm holding out hope, but no. I mean, I'm just calling right now what I'm seeing. Okay. Uh, right. Every, I mean, every game Baker's played in this season. I mean, I guess you exclude the uh, Ravens game, mm-hmm. which you know. That one, he had a 102 uh, pass rating. Mm-hmm. I think you can throw that one out. But any other game season he's played, he's been panicked. Uh, he's not staying in the pocket. You know, mm-hmm. the one he's beating one receiver and sticking with that. He's become predictable. Um, he's also gotten away from his legs. He's I don't think scramble as much as he did, you know, in college when he was at Oklahoma and stuff like that. And I think that's kind of hurt his game a little bit too. I think it's kind of part of who he is. I mean, he's not, you know, he's no Lamar Jackson, mm-hmm. but, you know, he can scramble and get you 10 yards, mm-hmm. no problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and everything, you know, he's done is just regressed. I mean, the okay, when he first, when he first, when the Browns first picked him, I'll, I'd, I hated the pick. I didn't like Baker. It was a little biased. I hated Oklahoma. I didn't like, you know, I didn't like that Amen. pick with getting Baker. And and then, um, you know, Amen. whatever. He, you know, he came in. And then when he came in, you know, it was something Cleveland fans haven't seen in God knows how long. I mean, I've had to sit through Brady Quinn, Colt McCoy, uh, <laughs> Brian Hoyer. 
all those guys. Um, oh, Brady and, Quinn. Uh, just something different, you know. Yeah, <clears throat> it's, it, Donnie Manziel. I'll throw him yeah. in there. Um, football. It was just, you know, it was just, it was just, it was a change. It was something different to give us hope. And then, um, but he, he went for, I mean, in that, what he played? I think he played six or seven games last season, or maybe a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, in those games, I mean, it's, he doesn't have a bad stat line. I mean, 27 touchdowns. The interceptions were still high with 14, but he had a 93.7 passer rating, which, I mean, for a guy coming in, you know, over halfway through the season, I mean, especially with the talent around him, you know, I can't knock that. You know, something really positive. And then, um, you know, they add all this talent around him. You know, Chubb emerges. Uh, you add Odell. You add Jarvis. Mm-hmm. Uh, David Njoku comes out of, you know, kind of kind of nowhere. Uh, Antonio Callaway. A lot of people don't pay attention to him, but he's he's had problems with yeah, drugs and stuff. Suspensions. Um, he's still very talented. I mean, he's doing it. But for some reason, the chemistry is not there. It's No one's on the same page. Odell didn't even participate in most of the offseason drills. Mm. Mm. Um, so that's, I mean, how, how can you succeed when your number one receiver and your quarterback aren't on the same page? How, how does that work? No, I agree. I mean, I Late in the last game, there was a uh, play on. It was either third or fourth down in, against the Broncos. Fourth, down. fourth quarter. Uh, you know, it was a close game. And there was a play where Baker went to, Jarvis I think it was in Jarvis Landry, I think like on a little slant wrap, something like that. And um, you had Baker, Baker, or not Baker, sorry. Bell uh, beat his man. He had a step on his man going down the sideline. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, first like, throw read. him the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. He's not checking other receivers. And, I mean, that's Odell Beckham. I mean, he's done it countless times before. Mm-hmm. Throw him the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I have a question. And, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. So, um, Hayden and I have a we, – we have a theme going on where we kind of discuss if Baker is a good leader or not. Mm-hmm. And – I genuinely want to know from a, a Browns perspective, do you think that he is losing the locker room or do you think that he's a good leader? So like, I, I just, I'm interested to hear from you because it, from my, I know Hayden thinks that he's a better leader. From my, <laughs> it, it, from my vantage, I don't really think that, I think that he could be losing the locker room. I don't know. I'm not inside of it, but I just, I get the feeling that after losing so much and this hype being around your team, it's just, it's hard to, believe in a guy who's not done very well this season after doing well last year with and, and now he has better talent so i don't know if you have an opinion on that or not but you know yeah no i mean this is actually something i've been thinking about for the past you know day or two um it's a, it's a tough read honestly i mean i would say the locker room is slipping right now um but that being said i think a big key to it is the relationship between Odell and Baker. I mean, Odell's a superstar. You know, Baker's trying to earn stripes. So you got, you know, and then on that play, like I said, where Odell is man, he ran past the reporter. Like he said, uh, Porter said he heard him say, you know, I can't get the ball to save my life. Yep. You know, and like you look at the, you look at the guys on the sideline. I've watched every game. And most of the time, 
Jarvis Landry and Odell aren't anywhere near Baker. Um, mm-hmm. and that being said, you know, I, I think the locker room's kind of starting to slip because Baker's new and all this talking. Every, it's the same thing every week. Underdog mentality, you know, people are going to count us out. We're going to come back, you know, I'm not sure. I don't, I don't care what people think. You know, he runs his mouth a lot. And that worked when he was winning, but now he's not winning. Yeah, so exactly. Kinda, it, before it looks, you know, it looks inspiring, you know, it looks passionate. But now when you're not winning those games, it just looks immature, especially being a young quarterback. And yeah. you know, and that's exactly what I thought, man. You know, um, yeah. So, so I mean, I think. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, I was just saying, I, I think he still has a good portion of the locker room, but I think it's slipping. Okay, Hayden, I being that you might be the only one on on your side, mm. I want to hear your perspective from this. Mm. Just so that people have two sides to know what what to okay. yeah they have two sides to listen. Well, my thing is exactly Eric's last statement described it perfectly. When he's winning, it's being passionate and caring about not losing. But when he's losing, it's immature. So my whole thing is people people flip it to whatever. Whatever the story that they want it to be is. Mm. So that's my only issue is that all of a sudden now that they're not winning, and again, it's not only on Baker. The defense has been not great. The offensive line has been terrible. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Again, Baker's progressions, for some reason he's not going through them, and I want to say it's almost because he has happy feet because he's – I mean, in those first five or six weeks, he was getting hit all the time, especially the 49ers Mm -hmm. game. Um, Mm -hmm. And I honestly think that has an effect now because, like you just said, Eric, literally Odell was running wide open down the sideline, probably for a touchdown. Um, Mm -hmm. And he threw it into double coverage to Jarvis Landry. And, you know, again, Odell has Mm -hmm. always kind of been – more diva-ish than, you know, maybe some of the other guys. But at the same time, as a number one receiver, you want that type of mentality. You know, give me the ball on fourth down. doesn't matter. Um, so, yeah, I, I just think that it's kind of being twisted as, you know, Baker's immature. But last year when he was doing the same things, I mean, he had the same mentality with – the media last year and you know it was him being passionate about winning so yeah yeah i'm i'm on the side of so for me personally i didn't have an issue with baker at oklahoma just because i didn't watch him that much i just saw him on the news i was like okay he seems like he's a good quarterback he's a talented thrower um baker seems like I, i hope he succeeds but i didn't really follow him that much he goes to the pros. I'm thinking, okay, I hope he succeeds. And last year, I, I would say that it was definitely a successful year in terms of round standards, mm-hmm. uh, that he won six games as the starter. Mm-hmm. I, I think that people jumped on the bandwagon a little too soon, and I was I was pretty adamant about mm-hmm. that in the offseason. Mm-hmm. But 
I think that where I stand now is he hasn't proven that he is a winner yet. And at least in the pros, at least in the pros, he's, he did well for the Brown standards, but he hasn't done anything. He still has a losing record overall. He's eight and 13 as a starting quarterback. And so when I hear him lose time and time again and still go to the press with the same thing, like, Oh, y'all are getting on to me about being competitive and, and kind of playing a, I hate to say it, but a, a little bit of a victim mentality. It's kind of annoying to me and seeing him walk out of press conferences and last year call people out for, you know, demanding a trade when, you know, or wanting a new contract or a coach going to a different team and his players getting onto him and saying, Hey, you know, calm down with that. Like that's, that's another man's money. Um, you know, if they needed to get a trade, that's, that's their career. That's what they need to do. Things like that. I think that he just lacks an understanding of, of some social things in the NFL that maybe he needs to get a little bit more familiar with. That's exactly the um, point. That's, that's people being afraid to, to speak up. And as a quarterback, I'd rather have someone that speaks up and calls people out than one to, that just sits in the back room and says, Oh, it's okay guys. We lost, but we'll get them next week. Yeah, but they're not winning. They, they, nothing they're that right. he's done has, nothing that he's done has changed any production on the field. As, as a matter of fact, Again, I would I tend to agree with Eric. He's probably primarily the reason that they're losing. There, there are other reasons, but he is probably the most glaring issue at the moment. For sure. And so, For when sure. he goes to the press and he's like, "Oh man, you know, we're, you know, underdog mentality," like Eric is saying, when really a lot of it is on him. I think that's, that's not being a good leader. That's just kind of being a douchebag. And I, you know, I think there's a huge difference between going to the media, talking a lot of talk and then not actually going out and performing. That's not being a leader. That's, 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 not that's just being a talker. You're talking about when he walked out, correct? I'm talking about that. I'm talking about, you know, really a lot of pretty much every week he goes to the media and I'm talking about also like just when, uh, when Duke Johnson uh, requested a trade, and he called Duke Johnson out. That's that's not what you do in the NFL. Players, it's they need to take care of their career. I think that was a little immature. I think it was immature to get onto a coach for going to another team when that's his career. Rival, like other quarterbacks, I don't. Team? Who cares? It's the, you're you're a man with a job. It's your career. Nobody. I don't see Aaron Rodgers or or Eli or not Eli Peyton Manning or Tom Brady or. You know, Drew Brees or anybody like that calling out their players for wanting to go to a better situation or their coaches for going to another team when they're on the market. I just think that Baker Mayfield tries to play a tough guy all the time and it, he doesn't back it up on the field. If he backed it up, sure, maybe it could be considered competitive, but you like you got to prove something before you can really come out and, and I guess get a pass for being this immature because I do think it is immature. Yeah. You're, you're right, Kennedy, and this is gonna this is gonna be a big moment right now because I lean a little bit more towards agreeing with Hayden. Um, I don't. I think Baker's a problem, but I don't think Baker's the biggest problem. Um, I think the biggest problem is um, not necessarily just what you see on the football field. I think it's the culture of the the Cleveland Browns, um, and I think it's a lot of coaching. Um, I don't think – I think Baker's had a poor year because for the reasons you just said, I think the defense um, can't stay on the – or can't get off the fucking field. And I think um, I think the offensive line can't protect Baker at all. Um, I 
think everybody no kind of jumped onto the exactly yeah and they they jumped on i think everyone jumped on the uh the browns bandwagon a little too quick um um it, it was understandable because you know baker comes in halfway through the season last year and by brown standards has a good year and he he gave them hope <clears throat> kind of in a way that they've they haven't had basically my entire life watching football as far as i remember um so i kind of hopped on it too i was ready for the browns to take a big step um but i don't think baker's really gotten um supporting cast that he thought he was going to get i don't think he got the supporting cast we all thought he was going to get um so I don't think Freddie Kitchens is a good coach. <clears throat> I don't like no, I, him. I think um, the game planning and the play calling is a lot to blame for how the Browns have played. Um, and then just not being able absolutely to Absolutely horrible. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it, I mean, I, I agree able with to execute, you. Execute, and I don't think it's all Baker's fault. Um, now, the, what, kind of what we're arguing about with Baker is his leadership style. And um, I don't think he knows how to lead in any other way because that's how he's done it his entire career. Um, but, and you're right. If, if you're winning, it's great. But if you're losing, you kind of look like a brat. Um, so for him to act that way, they kind of need to figure things out. And I I don't know if they're going to be able to do that. Um, but I don't think all of it needs to be on Baker. I think for him to be successful, um, they've got a lot more pressing things to figure out, um, before they need to start worrying about him. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I agree. Can and I, I, can I, I think that, coaching? What'd you say? Huh? I was just, can I chime in on the coaching really? Just real quick? Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, so I just wanted to chime in on coaching. Freddie Kitchens is in over his head. That whole yep. coaching staff was poorly mishandled. I think it's a result of Baker's regression. Um, the play from the play call to the personnel. The third and fourth down in the red zone, where Chubb was not in, they were running the ball with Hilliard. Um, but yeah, no, yeah. Freddie Kitchens is in over his head, and I think they got rid of some coaches that actually made a difference last year. Yeah, and it, I think so. My biggest, and I, I'm a big believer of the offensive line. I think if your offensive line isn't working, your whole football team's not going to work. Um, and that's why, I mean, like, can you think of a quarterback in the NFL if you don't have a – you don't have to have a great offensive line, but if you don't have a solid offensive line, you're going to struggle. Like, we've seen Aaron Rodgers with bad offensive line, and he struggled. I, See, I, I think I'm any actually, quarterback needs protection to be successful. I agree with that, but I also think that, like, I was actually going to use Aaron Rodgers as, as an example of a quarterback who hasn't had great offensive lines but still found ways to succeed. Yeah, I'm not asking for you to be a winner – but I, I'm asking for you to at least put up numbers when you have weapons like Odo Beckham, Jarvis Landry, Nick Chubb, sure. um, Antonio Callaway. Yeah. And so I've seen plenty of quarterbacks in my lifetime who've at least made something work with weapons around them. I could NFL say, season. well, considering that he threw 27 okay. touchdowns and 14 interceptions last in year with worse weapons NFL around, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. Dude. How about Deshaun he, Watson? He threw 27 touchdowns. Line in football. Yeah. Worst offensive line, you have Matthew Stafford hasn't historically had great offensive lines. Tony Romo didn't have great offensive lines. You know, Aaron Rodgers, Peyton Manning, Matt Ryan. There are a bunch of of quarterbacks who have not won necessarily. Some of them did, but they at least produced. And that's where I think that Baker Mayfield is is a little bit 
like he is to blame in that regard because he does have the weapons. He does have the running backs. I mean, he at least has the skill position guys that other guys also have had, and they've at least been more successful. But I do agree with you. I sure. think that the coaching is horrible. I think the coaching is horrible. I think that the offensive line is bad. I think his wide receivers are fine, and the defense is talented enough. Um, yeah, they have struggles at times, but I also think that overall they're they're doing more than probably anybody on the offense is doing. That's just my opinion. The defense but, issues I mean, they... is, is because they're, they're on the field so much because the offense turns it over yeah. and gets into penalty yeah. yep. long down situations. Yeah. Penalties has yeah. been a big thing also. I mean, oh, it's, yeah, it's, but that, that comes that down to coaching. Again. That's coaching. Exactly. Exactly. That's coaching. And that's what that's what I that's my point was the I think the biggest problem the Browns have is it's what they've always had. It's the coaching and the leadership. Um it's the culture of the team. And I don't think a lot of that stems back to Baker. I'm not saying Baker's completely away from blame, but I think coming into year two for the Cleveland Browns, our expectations for Baker Mayfield were too high and now he's not even close to meeting those. And now we're all thinking, Hey, this is this is on Baker. And I don't think that's the case. I just think it's, you know, Eric, you're not going to like this, but it's the Cleveland Browns. No, I, I, I mean, I agree with you. And, I mean, that's why I put uh, the top two problems, Freddie Kitchen and Baker Mayfield, so close. Yep. Because, I mean, I hold hard. I mean, the reason I hold Baker a little bit more responsible is he acts like, you know, this tough guy, you know, with, you know, attitude and stuff like that. So why, you yeah. know, I, he puts on that persona. So why doesn't he go out and just, I mean, I know it's the second year, but, you know, change things if that Freddie Kitchens is calling lose- step up your leader, call guys out. Um, that's why, I mean, that's why I put him so close. I mean, I think if you change the coaching staff, I, if you get the right people in there, Baker has the talent. He ha- I believe he does have yep. the talent. Um, they're just getting the right people in there. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah I, I agree. Again, That's going to be their I'm, biggest struggle. I'm Getting not, the right I'm people not, in there, not just on the field, but the entire organization correct things. And you, you're not going to correct it in a year. We all thought the Browns were going to no. be incredible. That doesn't happen overnight. So you need to start no. working towards getting the right – you've got – like on the field, the talent's there. Yeah. They've 100%. just got to – you know, they've just got to start working towards the right – the right – things in the office you know with the leadership with the coaching once you start pushing that in the right direction mm. i think you're going to see the t- a turnaround in cleveland but they've got to do that and that's always kind of been their problem yeah and i mean I, it's I not agree. just the leadership and the coaching um none of the guys stepping up and calling holding each other responsible it's all the underdog mentality yeah. i haven't seen one browns player point you know step up and be like hey it, i messed up I gotta, I gotta do better. I gotta yeah. you know, get back in the, gotta watch more film or something like that. It's all underdog mentality. It's all people are counting us out. There's not one single person with a veteran, you know. Hey, we we suck right now. We need to get better. I haven't seen that. Yeah. And that's and that's yeah. the part that I don't want to sit here and act like Baker is not responsible for. It. As as the quarterback. Well, no, no, no. As, as a quarterback. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Again, at the same time, you got to make winning plays. You lose to the Broncos by five. Yep. You lose to the Seahawks by four. You lose to the Rams by seven. Those are all three sc- one score or less games that, again, as the quarterback, when that time comes, it's You've time to make to win plays. Games. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Baker's, mm-hmm. I'm not saying Baker is without blame. 
Yeah. Okay. No, I, I, uh, I mean, I, I, I agree. I think we're all right. We're just putting blame a little bit different areas mm-hmm. and yeah. I'm putting it a lot on Baker primarily because he's the one who's talked the most, um, him and of course the media has, but as far as who is, who's out here, you know, talking his team up and talking yeah, about this but- underdog mentality, it's most, it really is mostly him. And, and that's that's where I'm coming from. I also think that when it comes to this, I yeah, I mean, I, I really just think that he's kind of the instigator of a lot of this mentality. I think that what we're seeing yeah, is lack of leadership from an organization. I mean, I think that's reflected all the way through the team. Yeah, we, I, I mean, as a quarterback, are, you all eyes are on Baker. And that's just the way he's led his entire life. But I don't think it's – I mean, I think it's – Baker needs to be the one setting the example because he's the quarterback mm-hmm. of the team. But mm-hmm. I think that's how he's led his entire life, and he doesn't really know how to lead any other way. Because where did he start? <clears throat> A&M as a backup and then left? No, he was at Texas Tech. Texas Tech, that's yeah. right. It was Texas Tech, and he started his backup and left, and then he earned the starting job at Oklahoma. So that's just the way he thinks is like, and all, you know, no one believes in me. Was, I'm going to prove him wrong. All that was walk-ons, by the way. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, I think that's yeah, exactly. fine. So he thinks – yeah, he's just got it. Yeah. I think he does need to buck up and learn that that's not going to work in Cleveland. Um, yeah, okay. But, you know, I, yeah, I mean, if you're willing to acknowledge that, I think that that's – that's fair. I think that ultimately good leaders learn to adapt their leadership, and mm-hmm. I don't think that he's done that yet. But I'm not going to sit here and say that he won't. Like he, you know, he is in his second season. He is, you know, he he's shown promise at least last season. He is a talented quarterback. I just think that at this point in time, he hasn't adapted really anything in his game. Um, of course, not all of it's on him, but at the same time, I, you know, if, if I were like we, most of us played football and the way that he kind of runs his mouth and, and, and doesn't really back it up. If that were our quarterback in in high school or in college or anything, I think that a lot of the locker room, you know, everybody, everybody talks about two people in the locker room, the coach and the, and the quarterback. And if Mm -hmm. any of our quarterbacks were running their mouth the way that Baker has, or, you know, kind of, just acting the way that he is and really not backing it up. I think that a lot of our locker rooms will be split. And so that's where I think that I don't know that they're necessarily split yet, but I think that if this continues, he might lose the locker room. And that's my worry for the Browns. I don't, I don't think that it'll happen anytime soon, but it could. And so, yeah, I, I I agree. Like after some time, there's going to be people that start to say, you know, like, why don't you shut the hell up and go out there and win some football games? Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's going to come with time. Um, yeah, I don't think he's he, he hasn't lost it yet, and I don't I don't think he will because I'm I'm still a believer. I think that they're not going to do it this year, but I think the Browns will start to turn things around. Um, I know that's a lot to say for the Browns, so I don't think he's ever going to lose the locker room. I don't think he's ever going to be considered like an elite leader in the NFL unless his team's really good and he can stay, you know, with his world against me mentality and and they're winning football games, then, you know, what the, he'll probably get the locker room behind him. But until then, you know, he's got a lot to work on. Yeah. Um, and well, uh, I know we got other things to – oops, sorry, Kenny. I'm just saying, I know we got other things I just want to add. One 
positive note for the Browns, can we just give Odell a hand with how mature he's handled everything? Honestly. He actually has. It's kind of yeah, it's, well. <laughs> it's been really well. But that's yeah. the last thing I want to add about the Browns. No, you're good. You're good. Okay. Um, One last note. How about, I think uh, that... how about Baker's outfit? What? What his three no, three different beard about, styles in one game? Oh, I was talking about what he wore to the post game yesterday. Oh, I didn't see it, but I, I think that we're, we're, we're running a little out. Guy. We're running out of time. I think we should go ahead and yeah, move yeah, on yeah. to the NBA. Yep. Um, so yeah, yeah. So NBA, the power rankings, mm. first ones of the season just came out. There are a lot of things to react on. We're going to only react pretty much on the top 10, but I'll read that out to you real quick. Number one, Lakers, two, 76ers, Bucks, Clippers, Heat, the Raptors, Jazz, Denver Nuggets, Boston Celtics, and the Phoenix Suns. That's your top 10 in power rankings. So we don't have to discuss necessarily one specific topic, but let's just go ahead and talk about that top 10 because I quite frankly think that there's – actually a lot of surprises in there even though yeah their record's high mm-hmm. just yep. i would have some teams maybe a little bit higher maybe some teams a little lower so whoever wants to grab this go ahead all right well i'll start with the fact that the mavericks should be at 10 instead of the Suns, in my opinion if not you honestly could put the mavericks higher probably i put them in the top six at the very least at the moment um Again, they went head-to-head with the number one ranked team. Um, yeah, I think that's a big one for me. I put the Nuggets lower probably than eight. They've, yeah. been, they've been pretty bad. Um, yeah. Okay. I, I would agree, actually. I agree. I don't want to sound – sorry, Kenny, you go ahead. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, you can – you go ahead. You go ahead. Um, yeah, I, I'd say you could put the Mavericks a little higher because I'm not that big on the Phoenix Suns. They've looked good, but I think they're still young, and I don't think they're going to finish the season. Um, I don't think they're going to get 45 wins. Um, I'm, I'm going through right now. Yeah, Denver's been not great. They don't look good other than, you know, the big stud at five. Um, Jamal Murray, your boy Hayden, has been a little underwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, mean, I, th- I, th- I talked to you about this before. I thought Miami was at six or at five. Um, they've had a really good start to the season. Um, but you've got Jimmy Butler, you've got Tyler Hero. Um, who's that other? They've got another rookie. Kendrick Nunn. Um, Nunn. Oh, Kendrick Nunn. Yeah, Kendrick, Kendrick Nunn. Nunn. Yeah. Yeah, he's a stud. By the way, their duo um, has combined for 194 points, the most by rookies since 1959. Just thought I would throw that out. Uh, yeah, I know. Tyler Hero is good, man. He's the real deal. Mm-hmm. But I think five's yeah. a little high. Um, I don't know if, you, if you're saying right now <laughs> or if you're trying to project over the entire season. Um, I think nine or ten, maybe eight's a good spot for them. Um I understand L.A. I get it. They're Los Angeles. They're the Lakers. They've got LeBron. Um, I don't think they've been the best team in basketball, but, you know. Wow. Yeah, you know, wow. I, I have I have no problem with them at number one. Uh, they've won five straight. Their loss was to the Clippers on opening night, so I really don't have any issue with that. I think my issue is 
the the Nuggets are higher than the Mavericks, and the Mavericks beat the Nuggets. We beat the Nuggets. Yep. And the Mavericks didn't even play their best basketball that night. It was the highest score was at fourteen. So they they played good team basketball, but their stars really weren't on. And so I actually I told Hayden the other day I think that the Mavericks are actually a little bit of an unfinished product. I don't think they're a contender, but I think they're actually surprising us at this point. Yep. And so they lost to the Lakers in overtime, and they've lost to the the Trailblazers by two on a yep. on a eight second coaches challenge. And eight and, seconds left. And also, by the way, they were up double digits in that Lakers game before LeBron just absolutely went mental. Yeah, and so honestly, I mean, they were playing they ahead the entire game. game. They should have won that game. Hold, but you know, they should have. Well, oh my God. Look, I mean, even even then, well, like, White, I, I think that they White Powell should have made his free throws. Yeah, yeah. It was that, and then honestly, even if he wasn't, even if he was held, I think Seth Curry made a big mistake jumping on on Danny Green's pump fake. Just put your hands up. That's that's all I'm asking yep. for. If he goes in, it goes in. But you were there, uh, jumping. That just honestly gives him a chance at, at making that. But anyway, I think that the Mavericks' losses haven't been glaring. They beat a Denver Nuggets team, so there's that. But I also I'm actually a little bit higher on the Suns, or not the Suns. Sorry, the the Spurs. I'm not incredibly high on the Suns right now. Uh, the Suns' best win was the Clippers, but they've also, outside of them, Kawhi also. yeah, that was without Kawhi, and they've lost to the Jazz, they've lost to the Nuggets, mm-hmm. and the other teams that they've beat are the Grizzlies, the Warriors, who are 30th on this list, the the Kings, who are 2-5 and five right now. I mean, I, I'm just really not sold on the Suns right now. Yeah, I think the, big, the biggest issue has to be that the Suns are ahead of the Mavericks. Yeah, I'm not as – I don't think the Heat are the fifth best team, but I do understand the hype. They're, they've been playing really well. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I, it seems like we're all in a – it seems like we're all in agreement that – I mean, I, I too, believe that the Mavericks should be higher on the list. Um, What do you – I mean, what do you all think about the Celtics, though? Yeah, I was I was curious about that, too, actually. I'm not as big on the Celtics, they're, honestly, but – they're a little high. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Again, I think the Mavericks are better than them. I think the Nuggets are better than them. I think, um, honestly, I at the moment, I'd probably put even Phoenix ahead of them. Um, again, the issue that you get with the Celtics is, you know, it took a buzzer beater to beat the Knicks who have been surprisingly competitive, but either way, it's still the Knicks. Yeah, they have. Um, mm-hmm. They did beat the Bucks, which is interesting. Um, uh-huh. But the they reason... They also beat the Yeah. They, yeah, they beat the Raptors. They beat the, they beat the Knicks twice. But I mean, like... Yeah, I, I just... I don't know. I just don't... I, I think that them being in the top 10 is fair mm-hmm. given that they've beaten the Raptors, they've beaten the Bucks. They're 4 and 1 and their only loss was to the number 2 team on this list, is that correct? Uh, or the the 76ers are 2. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So Yeah. It wasn't yeah. a good loss, but I I think that I guess you could make the case that they're a top 10 team. Also, a little bit of this is probably hype. Uh the Celtics are a big brand and mm-hmm. they have Jason Tatum who's kind of everybody's breakout guy that everyone thinks that maybe he has a chance. So I could see them being nine. I don't know. I don't, maybe it's not, I would probably have them. 
lower than the Mavs personally. I guess mm-hmm. I, I don't want to be biased, but I'd have them lower than the Mavs. I think we're yeah. I, I, I would honestly. I don't like, think you're being maybe, biased. Yeah, I would even potentially put the Spurs over them. I know I'm maybe a little higher on the Spurs than most people, but four and two isn't that far behind. And I just think that did did they beat the Clippers? Yes, but they lost to the Lakers last night. Okay, so that that's probably part of it, but no, they lost to the Clippers too. Oh, they did. So okay. yeah, I, I guess that that's not a huge issue, but I guess personal preference, I think that the Spurs the have only, been playing a little bit better, but that's just my opinion. Yeah, the only issue with that is you can make the argument for the Celtics having a star with the Spurs. You know, it's kind of hard, but then at the same time, you know, how much can you really doubt Pop at this point? Yeah. I mean, it's insane what he's been able to do that, you know, his best player is an old DeMarcus – or an old LaMarcus Aldridge and DeMar DeRozan. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. they're still – Is Patty Mills still on that team? Yes. Yeah. Okay. How sold are y'all on the Jazz going forward? I know it's only been seven games for them, I think. I'll let y'all I, – I think everyone – or at least Ian and Kennedy know how I feel about – Hayden definitely knows how I feel about the Jazz. I like them, but y'all, my thing, I'm looking at their numbers. They have a really good defense right now. They're only averaging 100 points per game, which mm-hmm. is actually one of the lower three, I think, mm-hmm. three or four in the league. Um, they're eighth seed, four and three. So I'm I'm a little confused as to why they're seven, but but I think, I, I'm not sitting here saying that they they're a bad team. Bad. I, I, think it, I think also because – they're they're expecting the median to kind of level out. Mike Conley, outside of it's his bad. twenty-nine point. Okay, I'm not even gonna address that. Um, outside of his twenty-nine <laughs> He's points been bad. against the Clippers, He's been bad. He has been not good. Um, Donovan Mitchell has bad sword. You know, not been great. Um, he's been all right. Um, and it's gonna be interesting. To see whether Mike, Con- I'm not worried about Mike Conley. He'll start to be more efficient, which will open up the Great. offense. So. All right, all right. Um, um two things I want to say before uh, before we move on from it. Um, I, the Warriors have been bad. Thirty is a little ridiculous. Yeah. Um, what, they're what, not the worst team in basketball. How is thirty? Well, they may be you. You can talk about worse. They're worse. Five, ten, but look who their starters are right now. Gold State. That's exactly what I said. Who's worse? Their starters aren't great. I don't know half of them. No, um, you don't know any of their um, starters. I, I, they've, I, got, uh, they've got Draymond Green. I know he's Draymond's heard. been out. Um, Willie Colley Stein's at five. Willie Colley Stein has been out. No, he's not. He's in now. He's playing now. He missed the last two games. Did he? Yep. Oh, okay, well, the I know Draymond's only missed a few games. The Knicks I, I would, are worse. The Warriors Washington's are probably six. worse. Washington has a star. I mean, D'Angelo Russell I, is up there, but I don't know. I, I don't – I think that – Russell's been hurt. I have a hard time saying that they're – I guess they're the worst at this moment, maybe, but I also think that's 
Yeah, I, I could see yeah. them being 30 for now. Uh, let's see. Where's Charlotte? How are they doing right now? Or not? Yeah, yeah, Charlotte. Charlotte has two wins. They have, they're three and three. Three and three. There you go. Never yeah. mind. Yeah. Okay, so I think long term, though, I'm not expecting them oh, to keep well, that yeah, up. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, of course not. This is only, you know, we're six and yeah. seven games in. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And that, that's what I'm saying. Right now, sure, you could say Golden oh, State's the worst team in basketball right Golden now. Oh, State finishes last. No. Not no, no, yeah. not one guys get healthy. But. I think Golden State will probably finish a little under, like not middle of the pack. They'll probably finish a little under that. Um, I mean, Draymond and one of the teams in basketball. I don't think. Honestly, the the Warriors I think, should tank. If I if I was the Warriors, I would tank this year. And that's what I'm Well, I was just talking about that yesterday. You know, like <laughs> sit your stars, yeah, and just lose some basketball games. Look, man, I, I when you have star, you you know how the Spurs became really good for for the early two thousands. They yeah. actually yeah. got lucky, in in a way that David Robinson did he get hurt that year? Yes, yep. It missed the season, and then they got lucky enough to get Tim Duncan, and that duo just dominated. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's not ideal to have stars get hurt, but you if you take advantage of it, you could actually end up winning going down the road. So, like, yeah, I mean, yeah, the, 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 the Warriors obviously have stars. They have Klay Thompson. They have Steph Curry. Uh, D'Angelo Russell was an all-star last year, correct? Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. you, you have players. You have a lot of injured players right now. If you take advantage of this, this could actually end up working in your favor long term. So, who, who knows? We'll see. And they need some size. Yeah, they um, do need And there's actually and some size available. Exactly. In the draft. So, yeah. But one more thing I, I think we need to talk about when we're talking about basketball. Um, Luka Doncic, triple-double three out of the first six games. He was an assist away from another triple-double and a rebound away from one in another game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was the Denver game where he didn't do very well. Um, but first player in NBA history with, uh, what was it, 25, 15, and 10 in back-to-back games. Mm-hmm. Guy, guy's a stud. He's he's doing really well. The guy is a monster. I don't think anyone here will overrated. Except for uh, Eric, get off, okay. get off of my podcast. Um, no, I'm, I'm, um, last year, totally, I'm last year we were uh, we were talking about him being an all star. Um, does he make it anywhere into the MVP conversation? He could, he could. Hey, actually, Hayden and I talked about this, but before the season, or, or I said he was actually my breakout player. And it could be seen as an interesting pick for a lot of people because he was already good, but breakout could be at any level. And so I said he could honestly be one of the top ten players at the end of the season. I think he might. You know, I, I'm not saying that he will, but I think that if I were to choose a breakout player this season, he is that guy. Uh, he last season we saw him play really well, and his efficiency numbers weren't even that great. This season we're seeing him shoot around 46 percent, and his three point percentage I want to say has increased at least over the last few games. So, I mean, if he just stays efficient, we could be seeing a guy who gets about 26, 27 points a game, you know, eight and eight. Uh, right now he's at 26.7, and then he has 10 rebounds, nine, nine and a half assists, um, 35% from three point. I mean, he's he's actually shooting pretty well on the season as a whole. I think that he could be a dark horse this season for MVP. I think it will depend a little yeah, bit on the um, team success. Exactly. That's what, exactly what I was thinking. I think he's not going to be in the conversation if they're a six or seven seed, but if they're a four or five seed, I think 
Um, you've got an argument for it. Or they've got yeah. an argument for it. Yeah, he'll definitely generate interest if if they're that good. If the for Ma- sure. If the Mavericks yep. stay, you know, you know, if the Mavericks get a top five or four seed, I definitely say he would draw interest. Hmm. I think so too. But I think that's oh, about yeah. where you start. I think it's just gonna be interest. I don't think anything is gonna come out of it. But yeah, because so, I don't know. Every year, I think I think if you or if you don't think about LeBron James being LeBron James, I think he should have been the MVP the last five years. But he's LeBron James, so he's not gonna. Wow. That's, yeah. That's, um, that's you know, interesting to hear coming from you. I just like <laughs> to give you this shit. Is <laughs> See, so, but, I just like to give y'all hell, but he's he's been the best player in basketball for years. Okay, glad we can. I mean, last season that. I wouldn't give it to him, but that's that's fine. It's he wasn't playing the whole season. By the way, uh, a big thing with Luca also, his free throw percentage has improved to eighty percent so far. Yeah, so, there we go. There we yeah, go. You know, again, future's bright in Dallas. Uh, Eric, I want to ask you a he question. Dallas now. Uh, I'm going to ask you if um, if you were being serious about him being overrated because I didn't hear if you clarified yourself. No, God, no, no. I was just no, messing up. Uh, oh, thank no. God. I was let's drive up to. I up here. I really. He just heard him. We get heated on the podcast, so he wanted to get in on it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't really have an opinion on Luca when he came. I didn't dislike him. I mean, I didn't like him, but I mean. Just watch, like being there and like watching, watching him play. Like I like the guy. I mean, he's definitely living up to the hype. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, like I think it's. I'd say this is a good time to move on. We can move on to our last topic. Mm. This is going to be one that maybe Hayden gets the most enjoyment out of, or maybe he doesn't. I don't know. We'll see. But Alabama mm. and LSU play this weekend. LSU number one, Alabama two, but it's at Tuscaloosa. Mm. And this is going to be maybe the biggest game of the year in the regular season. So let's go ahead and talk about who we think is going to win and why. And I think, Hayden, I'd like to hear from you. Uh, first, oh boy. Okay. I mean, if you don't want to go first, that's completely fine. But I just, I, I do want to hear Hayden go last. Yeah, yeah. I'll yeah, let's, let's put Hayden last. Okay, I'll that's fine. Last. That's fine. You know, I'll go first. This, this is such an exciting topic. I do believe that LSU is legitimate, um, and I do think that Joe Burrow has – I was slow to accept him as an elite quarterback. Indeed. I don't want to necessarily – what? I said indeed you were. I was. I was. I, I, I would never have said he didn't have that chance because he was obviously performing, and I had him in my top five of, uh, of Heisman, mm-hmm. but I was slow to, to say that he really proved it because my thought was that he hadn't done it against – really any incredible defense for the first four or five weeks. And then he he completed close to all of his passes against Florida. Mm-hmm. He did really well against Auburn, who I think has one of the best defenses in the country, at least one of the best defensive lines. Yeah. So I actually think that compared to last year where they didn't score oh, against oh, no. Alabama, I think that he actually <laughs> – sorry, had to do it. Uh, I think that he actually should hold his own and do really well against Alabama's defense. But – I'm still picking Alabama. I think that in college football, especially being at home is a huge advantage, especially in a game like this. Tua is expected to play. And the one thing I'm a little suspect on with the, with LSU is I'm not as big on their, 
defense. I'm I'm not a big defense. I'm not a big believer in their defense yet. Mm-hmm. I've just seen that I didn't. I wasn't impressed with them at least in the first half against Florida. Mm-hmm. Vanderbilt they allowed what thirty something points. I know a few of those were defensive touchdowns, but Vanderbilt. I mean, I'm just I'm. I would expect a little bit better even with a defensive touchdown in there. And I I'm with LSU playing against receivers, three of them being like first round kind of projections. Is that right? With Tua having thrown 27 touchdowns, two interceptions, them being at home, I'm expecting this to be a win for, uh, for Alabama. I think it will be close. And I think that at the end of the game, LSU will still be in the, cha- uh, the, the playoff contention, but just this game alone being in Tuscaloosa, the Alabama offense, I'm picking Alabama. Mm. Is Tua playing? Uh, it's not, I've I've heard yes, but questionable. I if so I don't um, mean to sound like Hayden. I don't mean to sound like Hayden, but I do have a, a source. I do have a source. I'm not gonna no, say this. give it a rest. I I do. <laughs> that, joke, that joke was old. No, I'm not even. I'm not even kidding. Like I I have a friend who is friends of of Bama players. So I'm, I'm just hey, um, it's secondhand information, but I do have, believe that he's going to play. Have Monday Night Football on? Not yet. Not yet. Okay, we'll just know I'm about to um, jump off my balcony. So. Are you okay, well, thank you. Dak threw a pick on the first play of the game. <laughs> it was the ugliest thing I've ever seen in my life. Uh, the hell he was looking at. It's fourth and goal. Okay. okay. Hey, I just want to. I mean, I think Aiden will appreciate this. Um, yes, yes. I'm all in on LSU. Yes. Mm. Uh, yeah, I think I'm taking LSU too. I mean, I'm, I'm, Alabama hasn't played shit. Mm-hmm. They have not played. The, they, the best win they have is against a mm-hmm. And, you know, Kennedy, I know you're, exactly. you're an a guy, and I'm sorry, but no, I, I, I think it, I'm I'm good. I think Joe Burrow comes in. And I think he – honestly, I think he shreds out. Mm-hmm. I agree with well, you know, 100%. You, wow. wow. I thought I'd at least get one person to, wow. to, to leave it. But they can know if you play a touchdown. I haven't picked yet. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, Eric has LSU winning. What's – oh, by what? Um, shoot. I'm say, you know what? I'm gonna be bold. I'm gonna say 14. Oh, wow, you are bold, sir. You are bold. Right. I, I, I'm taking a high score, seven points. Seven points. Yeah, I've got Alabama by seven. Mm. All right. Well. You know, I, I Dallas held to a field goal, just in case anyone was wondering. I this is very difficult. Um, <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! I I wish I wish LSU was ranked number two, not not number one, honestly, because. We don't need to give Bama another reason to be motivated. Um, 
I mean, it's a fair ranking. I agree with it. It's a fair rank. I would have LSU number one right now. I would too, just because of who they yeah, play. Yeah, me too. They've played better and they've played more. Yep. I would say... Mm, um, I'm going to go LSU... Winning by three. All right. A, a game... A game uh, winning drive put together by Mr. Heisman, Joe Burrow. If he wins this game, I think that he's – I mean, I already think he's the clear favorite right now, but I think that he becomes an even more clear favorite. No. I do want to say – He wins the Heisman if he wins this game. Eric's point, because he brought up that they haven't played anybody, and he's absolutely right, but Alabama also never plays anybody until really this point in the season. And so I – And then they start winning. I, and then, and then they win, and they win against good teams, and so that's why I, I don't really put as much stock into that. While I do think it is a fair, a fair point, I I've just found myself too many times thinking, oh man, Alabama's not legit this year. They're not legit, and then Nick Saban pulls something out of his butt, and they end up beating his what? I'm, I'm not even out of his butt, out of his butt. Um, you know, I'm trying to. Oh, oh, okay. Keep this over your nose. <laughs> um, but no, I'm I'm a, I just I think that. I've seen this enough to where I have to give Alabama the benefit of the doubt going in or actually playing at home, but going against a team that is at high profile as LSU because this isn't the, this isn't the first time that Nick Saban's done this or Tua for that matter. And I just think that I'm going with Nick Saban and that high power offense at home against LSU, albeit LSU that absolutely has a chance. Wow. I get that, but. Let me let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. Okay. Um. So say Tua doesn't suit up. Okay. Who's the offensive star on Alabama this year besides Tua? Say that again. You know, say Tua can't go. Who is? Okay. I mean, who is the other offensive star in the, Alabama? The receiving, the, the receiving core. I think that no matter what, they're going to be able to throw the football. I'm, I'm saying that a little blind because I don't know much about their backup quarterback, but I know that he's going to have three studs to throw to, mm-hmm. and I I just have to hey, believe don't they that have, like, he'll three first round receivers. Yes, yes, and so that's that's why I think that the matchup is a little bit in their favor. Without Tua, I don't know that I would go as far as to say that they would win, but I still think that it would be a competitive game because of those receivers. And I mean, yeah, I mean those receivers would be the star if we were talking about. If if two were out, basically, against the second best DBU in the country. Against the what? Number two DBU in the country. I'm not even. With number one being Texas. I'm not even. Mm, with number one being Ohio State. You know, speaking of oh. Ohio State, um, I, I, I feel like I dogged on Eric's team a little too much, but Ohio State is my personal pick to win the championship this year. Eric, I'm in this with you. Hey. Yeah. hey that- I, all I gotta say is Ohio State has three Heisman hopefuls. Mm-hmm. They they have a top five quarterback at minimum. They have a top three running back, and they have probably the best defensive player in the country. The best. They're also not player in the country. Trey, yeah, they, yeah. they're not even. And Dob- they don't Dob- really have a number two. Actually, what was, what was that? I said they don't have a clear weakness. I don't think that Ohio State really has any. 
at this point, weak points. They, I mean, obviously they haven't played like any crazy good teams, but I mean, but they're having something to you know bat an eye at. Like every team they played has a winning record right now. Yeah, and and Wisconsin, for as much as yeah, they've lost two games, and one of those was against Illinois. They're still they're still a very good team with probably the best running back in the country, and he didn't do a thing against Ohio State. Also, that defense there about for Wisconsin got shredded at least in the second half in bad weather. So I, I'm a big believer in Justin Fields and and J.K. Dobbins. Thank, thank you. And um, yeah, no, I just gotta say um, about that DBU comment, Ian. Yeah, and Hayden, I, can't with I know, I know, I know, you know, LSU and all that. But you got you gotta look at Ohio State as being a contender for number one and DBU. Again, your, yes. Your boy is no. my favorite corner in the NFL. Your favorite what? I don't think. My favorite corner in the NFL is from Ohio State. Again. Um, are you talking about – why am I forgetting his name? Marshawn Lattimore. Marshawn Lattimore. Yeah, no, he's, um, he's great. Again, if I were to give it to anyone else, it would be Ohio State. But I'm I'm just glad. That's a that's a joke. Um, yeah, Florida and Texas. I, no, I just like to give I, I just like to give Hayden Hill. I okay, think Florida okay, I, 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 have to run for two twenty five. Yeah, I think Florida at one point had the case, but it's it's LSU in my opinion. I don't think it's really close. I think they're close you don't think teams it's close between Ohio State and LSU. I think it's no, no. I don't think it's close. I, and I that's not to knock anybody, but I just think that LSU every pretty much every season has a first round defensive back, if for no other reason because that corner or safety play to LSU. They might not even be the best prospect, but teams just know if you go to that school and play defensive back, you have actual uh, you have a chance of being a professional star or you know even just a solid corner or safety. Um, we have a lot of corners and safeties right now. Jamal Adams, Patrick oh, no. Peterson. What are, what's going on? Or is that the Cowboys game? Okay, okay. Well, honestly, I think that's probably a good point. Uh, it's seven twenty-eight. Cowboys are playing right now. Some bad stuff apparently is happening. So, well, we're on the we're on the fifteen-yard line, but look, I, I'm not watching this right now. I'm going to watch this. So here's what's going to happen. I think we should just call it a night. Thank you to those of you who have listened thus far. Uh, we really appreciate your support. And Go if you would Giants. like to support us further, you should follow us on Twitter. You can follow our Twitter, see Lunch Sports page, at Lunch Sports. You can also follow me at Kennedy Curly 44 C-U-R-L-E-Y. Can you not? Can you? I'm trying to. <laughs> hey, meet this guy. Yes. Comes back once after like two. Ian, you're being rude. Ian, um, you, that, so, the rude dude is telling you so, that you were being rude, Ian. So, um, Love you, man. <laughs> you can follow me at that boy Clint, capital T, capital B, capital K. You can follow Ian's bum ass at ISO37. Did you mute him? And, yeah, I muted him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening. We'll be back later this week. Um, appreciate it. We'll see you later. All right, say bye, Ian.
Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>